Yes, I sit here in a skirt this morning. You couldn't handle the rock. <laughs> Too cold days of thunder, you would save the lightning. They're cracking us up, always verbally fighting. Bickering back and forth with one another. Which stave is best? I ain't better than the other. We got Feeny who did the show for Jim. Real funny if your brain dead or overly dim. Or if you might have and short of the force. Biggest I was nervous, damn a shack, of course. But you better beware if you're on the jerk list. You become him drunk, just utterly worthless. Like Buster Girl, you'll serve no purpose. Now's when I'd come crack wise in jacuzzi. He screams with that purpose like he carries a newsie. So I'm on away from that chlorine smell to the land of the fox with the sweet angel. Feel like my Beatles jokes and you ain't a stripper. Then the love smoke's gonna spray you from my zipper. Stop talking about Buster! Daves of Thunder is taped before a live studio audience. Dave, 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 Dave. Dave, 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 Dave. Dave, Dave, and Dave. Dave, Dave, and Hello, podcasters. It's your old pal Dave. Dave Damashek here. David Feeney there. Welcome to episode whatever of Dave's of Thunder. I hope all's well wherever you are. David Feeney, let's start with you. How are you this evening? We're starting with me tonight? That never happened. I know. I'm feeling generous. Um, you look great. I can see you got another haircut. Uh, oh, no. I didn't get one because that sounds too passive. I gave one to the man in the mirror mere minutes ago, literally. I mean, why, like why? What, what do you 25, mean? 30. I you did bu- it again. You buzz, you buzz your own hair with a razor, with a shaver? Yeah. What'd you do? You didn't take the scissor to it. No, no, no. I go all buzzer. <laughs> I just, I, at the top, I I uh, pull some hair uh, betwixt my fingers, and then I buzz that off. But then I take a four and a three around the sides, if you please. And uh, you're now looking at the final results. I'm going to ask you again. Why doesn't Beth do it? I Because I I don't think it, uh, we are, uh, are, uh, smoldering heat doesn't require, you know, that weird, um, I don't know what, 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 it's a weird thing that you have that somehow that's, what's that grooming, grooming your wife or grooming your husband. Isn't that a thing that that turns you on? I would think it'd just be one practical speaking. I mean, I was going to get the yarmulke in the back, but also, I mean, I would think it's going to, for you, I mean, I'll tell you what it's like at the Feeney household. It's like that movie ghost when when they're working the clay. I've seen it. it. When it becomes, that's what it's like really with my hair when she's doing my hair. She just starts she's molding my hair, making it thing. And next thing you know, we're on the lawn making love. It's great. <laughs> you look great. I can you tell. transition I'm... from the chair to the outdoors. That seems like a weird jump that I wouldn't necessarily see coming. Speaking of that, I can tell when you've had intercourse recently. I can tell you've had it very recently, like today. <laughs> Gary, you know how I know? His neck is red. His, his neck, he gets flushed down here. I don't even know what that means. No, you, 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 not, your, your neck is red down here, which means I don't think it's because she was choking you. That used to be your thing, not anymore. But like that, but you're like, you're flush there. I mean, like you, 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 you've, uh, you got all jazzed up today. You ever do? You ever cut off a little air supply? Never, you know? never, 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 never. That's not, that's not cool. That's not cool, man. Let's be good. Let's be cool. Here's my question to you. What's the, with the background? I see a Godfather background. You want to go into that panel now? I'd like to because we were talking just as we were about to get going here with a couple of our pals. Their names are uh, Gary and Donovan. I don't see Dan 
here yet intern Dan, but I do see the other two fellows there. We were talking about movie death and death in general and so on and so forth. And I thought that it would be appropriate for me to show one of the all time great movie deaths in my background there. It's Sonny getting shot at the causeway. When were you talking about movie death? When we were talking about uh, five minutes ago, four minutes ago, remember? About, and, but no, but when you came on, when you came on late, by the way, you had on in the background, Sonny already, already up. He was already queued up. Well, I, because uh, I could, uh, I foretold of what we were going to be talking about. Listen, what made, I wanna, you, what, what made you put it on? I'm curious. I liked it because you showed a picture of you with Mel Gibson. I did. I did. That is my backdrop. But yeah, of course. Yeah, I, mean, I think Mel Gibson. Gibson. Now that's a good one, too. Is a hero, that a hero of that, yours? Does that make it well for a number of reasons, of course. <laughs> I saw him in my in my very early days, few weeks, the first few weeks out here on the Sony lot, right outside the Sony lot, as I've told the story a million times already. I saw Mel Brooks once, and that was a thrill. In my fir- very first week in Los Angeles. On I the Sony lot. I don't know the story. On it was right Sony outside. Lot, it was right oh. outside the Sony lot. It was the extended oh. Sony lot. It was the to be uh inside it was the culver lot which is the you yes, know, yes, the, yes 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 um, great. yeah um and i saw him i walked i walked out and he was walking past my car on the other side as i was keying into the driver's side and he walked right back and i was so shocked i said mel brooks said it. <laughs> and he what said he hey how you doing and I was like, I'm good. How are you? It was, it was, it was great. And that How was great is that? I'm sure you were on five... the, I'm sure you were on the phone immediately to your folks to tell them that. What a great, that's a great sighting. It was that's the best. A, that's a tremendous sighting. Your first week, it's tremendous. Yeah, yeah. Are because you... that, and that's what you think when you move out here. Everywhere I take a step, I'm going to be seeing famous people. Right. It's been downhill after that. I did though at that Sony lot. I saw Mel Gibson and I saw Gina Davis separately. But then Mel Gibson makes me think of Braveheart. And um, I think that's one of the great movie deaths as well. Along that, that's a very that's a, that's a harrowing death. Can I ask a question? So, what was the so the first celebrity you saw out here was Mel Brooks, or that was just the best one the first week? Uh, maybe both. One? Maybe both. I guess. Oh, of course. I mean, of course, the latter. But like, as far as the but the, he was the first. The first celebrity I saw out here was real simple. Uh, I was out here. I had just moved out here, and me and a buddy went to go to the movies. And who was coming out of the theater? The movie that we went to see was Boof from Teen Wolf. Wow. Susan Ursini, I think that's her name. Gary, look it up. She was coming out and be like, oh my God, that's, I, I told you, Jesus, that's Boof. I can't believe that's, I think that's Boof. And at that point, Teen Wolf had come out like, I thought like it had come out like, oh, it must have come out like 30 years before. It had come out 11 years before I moved out to Los Angeles. So then you see, or 12 years before I come out to Los Angeles. And so then I see, and, and we, we, we follow her to her car in Santa Monica Place. So she was clearly freaked out. These two 22-year-old punks were following her to her car. We clearly got the vibe that we were upsetting her, so we got off there. But that was pretty cool. Uh, Boof! Boof was a great, a, a great That's crazy. I, and I, she feels like one of those people who was maybe only in that movie, and that was it. That's a great question. I never looked up her, her CV. That's a great. Gary, can you look that up as well? I then uh, I saw that first week I saw Clayton from Benson. I don't know if you guys know Renee Abernois, who was in a bunch of Robert Alban movies from Popeye to McCabe and Mrs. Miller. You name it, he's been in it. Just passed away, and of course lent his voice to uh, to um, Beauty and the Beast famously. Yeah, he's one of the. um, Trying to think of what he is. The he's not. He's not the candlestick. No, no, the candlestick is our favorite, Mr. Jerry Orbach. 
Oh, is that Orbach? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of what he is. He's in that picture one way or the other. He's, He's one of those things. No He's kidding. one of those. Gary has some homework then this morning. Uh, but I, I once met Mel Gibson at a world premiere of a movie called Home for the Holidays in 1990. I was a PA in the Paramount lot, and we snuck in, me and these PAs, we snuck into the thing. It was this movie, which has become one of my favorites. I'm surprised. Did you know that movie, Home for the Holidays? I don't know it. No, it's great. It's my Holly Hunter. Robert Downey Jr. is still no idea. Love it. Right, it's, right, right. it's just it's just a, uh, my Charles Durning. You're Anne Bancroft. It's just great. Lisa Boop Marconi. No, Susan R. City. There you go. <laughs> Lee, her she name's. Had, Li- I like that she had an actual first name. Her name's Lisa, Lisa Marconi. Lisa Marconi. If you would if you would made me guess, I would I would never have guessed that. In a That's a great great question. Her Great actual, her, her, she has the, the writers assigned her a first and a surname, neither invoked uh, at all during the picture. I love the idea yeah. of fleshing I, it out like that. I agree. Like, the, the principal never says Ms. Marconi or, you know, Lisa, Lisa Mark, no teacher esque roll call for Lisa Marconi. How What's the backstory of Booth? I mean, I think yeah. we see people's homework in that movie. Maybe her name is on top of the homework assignment. Anyway, so uh, it's a great, Home for the Holidays is a great movie. Well, I, we, of course, have to sneak in. So we sneak in at Thanksgiving, I think, of 95. Go ahead, Gary. What is, what is that? Oh, Gary Arbach. I don't see him, buddy. I'm telling you, he's in it. I don't know what to tell Gary you. Gary Arbach. <laughs> Rex Everhart. David Allen Steers is Cogsworth. We all know that. I don't see him, bud. Maybe you're right. I could have. Sw- is he really not in this picture? He just died, I think, within the last year or so. I all didn't I know, know he was one thing- of those guys I didn't know was still around. Really? Yeah, I I, so. And also, I didn't know until uh, about three minutes ago when you gave us the pronunciation what the correct pronunciation of his name was. I, I just guessed that. I have no idea. But what was cool is that, so we go in, uh, it's Thanksgiving. Also, Claire Danes, my Claire Danes in the picture, so I think maybe she's good. It's this gigantic party on the Paramount lot. It's a Thanksgiving-themed movie, and it's a Thanksgiving-themed party. Jodie Foster directed, and you walk out, you sneak in. This is pre-9-11. You sneak in, and who you you name a celebrity at the time they were there. Half the cast of VR was there, save George Clooney. You got Alan Thick. You got you got the you got the Counting Crows are there. Robert Downey Jr.'s got his thing. You have Jodie Foster. Mel Gibson shows up and all the and so and I we just we, we got a little we got a, we had a little we had a little courage and we just walked around and we met all these people. I got to meet Holly Hunter and I shook her hand. It was just, it was just the best. We brought a buddy. My buddy who came with us got so loaded, like he just was bumming cigarettes off Donnie Jr. He's like trying to trying to get with the County Crows. It was just it was like picking fights. Steve Gutenberg is rocking around. Ellen Barkin went on a date. It was a great time. What a great thing! What an, 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 and really, as we've talked about again uh, mm. before, uh, I, I, do you think? By the way, have we had every conversation now? Is there anything new for us to uncover? You just found out that I can tell when you make love. That I was okay. brand new. All right. Um, I don't. I don't know that you were accurate in that assessment, but okay. Um, yeah. It's, uh, that. What a thrill, though. Look at you. Came out clean on the other side after all that. Uh, you know I did okay. It's no Mel Brooks, though, baby. It's no. I wrote a line for Mel Brooks once, but I. But I never. Uh, I never. Uh, I never wrote uh, a line I, for Brooks. Look who just snuck that one in. What like was that, the line? Baby. I like that, baby. What line uh, did you write for Mel Brooks? After Belushi, I did a show called uh, Glenn Martin DDS. I want to get some animation in it. And we had, I had three months off, so I worked those three months. And uh, Mel Brooks did a voice. And uh, we had to pitch a bunch of one-liners for Brooks. And I, we, we all pitched a, a whole bunch. 
And then uh, he ended up one of the ones he picked was mine. And then he, he read it. And then I, you, know, you watch the show because it takes a year to make them. You watch it a year later. Mel Brooks, you're doing your line. It was great. Oh, that's great. That, that's it, a thrill for you. I've lent my voice to an animated uh, right, 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 series. Right, right. But I mean, that's uh, but good for you, though, that you had that opportunity. But you have the same kind of experience with that writing lines for um, for Ziggo, right? One of the one of the bots. Yeah, the middleweight champion, Ziggo. Yeah. And what about, around. didn't you, you wrote some stuff for, for, for Gary Busey, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wrote for, I mean, listen, it's been, uh, it's been a whirlwind and it's hard to believe it's been 20 years out here, but so many thrills. You get, um, do you get mail, do you get mail from him still? <laughs> yeah. I remember the old play. I remember the apartment on San Vicente. He was actually sending mail to your house addressed to Gary Busey. He was using your address. I, after six months of working with him day in and day out, and it was a rigorous shooting schedule every day that we were doing that, that awful, uh, that awful experience. First six days, seven or days, heaven, because it always required us to go up to Busey's place in Malibu. And he was perched at the time high on a hill really? up over where the chart house is, if you know, in I on, uh, PCH. I so do. it was right up a hill there. So right at the edge of Malibu. And up a hill, so you really were looking over a cliff, um, and you you were just about literally, and and certainly to your eye, you felt like you were on the edge of the continent, and you could you were so high up there, and it was such an unimpeded view, you could see the bend of uh, of the earth, you know, over the sea, and it was, and he would, and he was waxing about stories, and and the guy who created that show, uh, who was a pal of mine from the Man Show and beyond. Um, he and I would go up there and, and he would be up there and he'd be smoking a cigar and it was very dramatic. You would walk through, he would leave his front door open. And when the front door would open, you could see all the way through the house, through the back, uh, patio doors to his, uh, patio that sat, as I say, right on the edge of, of the continent. And he was always there with his back to you smoking a cigar. Like he was the king of, I don't know what. And, um, he would just he would just go on for like two and a half hours, almost like I'm doing right now, and almost yeah. uninterrupted. And um, and and for the first few days, we would look at each other and just and say, "How lucky are we? What an insane uh, life we've chosen and landed upon." That but the next week, all the way through completion of the series, was hell on earth. It was de- why because well, he right. was just a misery. He was a he, when, when he, he was wasn't, waxing, it wasn't funny. It wasn't when he was funny. when he was waxing, were these like cogent, terrific thoughts that made your life better and looking no. you look at things differently, or was it, it just nonsense about about Buddy Holly? Both, no, but they didn't make sense. But yes, uh, they were these soaring thoughts about the human condition, but they made no sense ultimately. And then mixing in all the time about it, it was crazy the vanity you know people you know it was like a, some bit about uh hollywood people or something that he had to work in that he was oscar nominated all i mean all the time and, and deservingly if, so deservingly if you, so if you mention any actor in hollywood and a bunch of musicians he will tell he'll interrupt you to say like kevin costner blah 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 like whoa 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 kevin's a brother <laughs> okay uh, and then one time, <laughs> one time, one time we were shooting something. I don't remember the context. We were shooting something in a parking lot at a grocery store in Malibu. It's one mm. of the Tony kind of, um, joints there. And, uh, there we see Don Henley of the Eagles coming of, out. Of, of the Eagles. Right. Yes. 
And uh, have I told this story before? No, 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 no. I just, I was like, Don Henley. Oh, the Eagles. Don Henley, yeah. the Eagles. This is amazing. Actually, people pointed out to me, that's one of those ones um, that's like talking heads. There it's is just no Eagles. article. It's just, it's just Eagles. Eagles right. Right. That's right, 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 right. Eagles as a side note. I gave them a lot of junk. I thought that I said they're cheese ball and whatever. You there said some- this to Don Henley? No. But oh. I talked about this with a dear friend of mine, and his name is Chris Long. Do you know Chris Long? Wonderful no. football player. Won a Super Bowl for the New England Patriots. Oh, that guy, yeah. And also vanquished the same Patriots the following year. Um, you guys made up? Uh, we're very close. I was just okay. on uh, on his show. Um, uh, go check it out. It was a great one. Um, did any of this come on the show? Did any of this – did you talk about Don Henley on that show? I, no, of course I wouldn't bring that up. Of course Gary, I crack your knuckles because I have some questions. He was on Eagles, but ironically, what a co- or coincidentally, I guess I should say, Eagles what a funny Eagles thing fans. that Chris Long was on the Eagles. And when I was on his show uh, a few months ago, we did system bands. You know how like people call quarterbacks, fine quarterbacks, not ones that carry a team, um, but guys that if you put them in the right place and you give them the right players around them, then they can sing, then they can thrive. Their system bands and Eagles, the Eagles, whatever, Don Henley and Glenn Fry and the rest of them, they, if you're in California and the sun's going down and you're in Malibu and you're driving around, that there are a few bands that will suit. And I feel like if you're listening to them and it's February and it's nighttime and you're in Chicago and it's minus two degrees out, then you would point at the Eagles and say, what is this direct? But when you're in the right spot in the yeah. golden hour of Southern California, there are a few things that uh, that uh, strike my fancy more. Also, I, also ironic that you were talking about Chris Long and you've been going on and on for a really long time. <laughs> I mean, all right. I mean, that, that's fine. That's a, you know, base hit. That's a great, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So we see, uh, that, so we see Don Henley. No. And always, if we see anybody out and about, we're always looking for somebody to for Gary Busey to bounce off of, to drop some of his wisdom and uh, and whatever. And he's like, oh, there's Don Henley. He's a brother. Yeah. And Every, everyone's a brother. Everyone was his brother. And so somebody should go up to him. And uh, one of the producers went over to Don Henley and said, hey, Gary Busey, we're working on his show right here. I'm a producer. Um, we'd love for you to interact with Gary here and have a little uh, off-the-cuff exchange. And he said, Gary Busey, keep that effing maniac away from me. And he, <laughs> and he, and he turned and he walked away. That's true. That's, how's that? Have you ever described me as a brother to people? Hey, Matt. Jimmy, he, he's a brother. I have had to because you, because obviously I love you and obviously big fan oh, uh, of everything you've done and big mm. fan of your haircut. You did a great job. Number four is awesome. Number five I would do next time. Or maybe number three. I would shake it up a little bit. Mm. Um, the fact that you have a lot of fans, in, in, especially one in me, uh, you have a lot of detractors. You have a mm-hmm. lot of enemies, and every mm-hmm. time people bring that stuff up to me, they know that I'm not, they're not, they, they, I have no truck for that stuff. And I always say, "Damn it, like, no, 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 he's a brother." <laughs> I always, do, I always do. Uh, I, I have told this story before that I once saw um, uh, the at the Beverly Hills Hotel, the Polo Lounge, where you and I have been many times. We hung out, we broke bread there, we I stood drinks for you there. Uh, uh, I saw Robert Evans there, Robert Evans with his son. And I think I've told this story before, but he was there with his boy. This is before he passed away. And I bring this up. I, he, I, I hope it was before he died. be creepy if his son brought him. Go ahead. Touche, boy, touche. 
uh, I was there, and he produced The Godfather. He was he was the guy who produced The Godfather, or he was the studio executive Godfather. He produced, I think, China. He produced some other movies, but he, he was the studio executive on uh, Godfather. Uh, he was there with his son, and not unlike when I saw Rod Stewart all over order off the menu at Victoria Michi, Robert Evans ordered this delicious steak sandwich loaded with onion rings. Which, mm. It was open faced at the pole lunch, and it was not on the menu. You just eat, you just eat it very slowly with a knife and fork. And he was just listening to his son, just listening to his boy. And it was Alan McGraw's son. And then afterwards, you just heard him go, "Yeah," and just go back to his son. <laughs> it's McGraw's son. It was yeah. their offspring. Huh? Oh, that story about him and about him losing Alan McGraw to uh, Steve Steve McQueen is just legendary. That's my favorite. That's my favorite chunk in the whole picture, and it's just uh, chock full of ridiculous Hollywood speak and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Do do the line. Uh, when you uh, lose your when you uh, when your wife leaves you with the uh, feeling, with some lose it feeling. use it lo- losing your lady always hurts. Uh, hurts. But you do it better. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. I don't. I don't get the whole line right. Losing your lady always hurts, but when you lose it to the number one movie star in the world, you feel small. <laughs> <laughs> he was on Craig Kilborn once. He told the greatest story about how, and it's in his book how uh, Mickey Rourke once slapped his son. That same son, he slapped him at a club. Do you, do you know the story? Mickey Rourke no. slapped his son at a club, and he went home that night, and he said, uh, Daddy, he called Robert Evans, Daddy, Daddy, Mickey Rourke just beat me up. He beat the ass out of me at a club. So then Robert Evans makes, he, he calls a meeting with Mickey Rourke to get in his face. So he calls a meeting with Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke makes him wait. This is the former head of Paramount Pictures. I, I mean, his, his track record was legendary at that studio. Makes uh, Robert Evans wait two hours in his, in, in, his, uh, um, in his office, and he finally shows up. And Robert Evans, and at that point, uh, um, uh, well, who was he? Da- who was, Mickey, Mickey Rourke was dating uh, Kim Basinger. No, 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 Cariotis. He was dating Cariotis, the uh. model, and uh, or whatever she was. And Robert Evans knew that he was going. He had to get Mickey Rourke upset, so he goes to Mickey Rourke and he puts his hands on his shoulder. And back when Mickey Rourke finally shows up after two hours, puts his hands on his shoulder. He goes, "Want to know something, Mickey? I effed Cariotis too." Is what he said, and Mickey Rourke went <laughs> crazy. <laughs> And he goes, listen, he goes, and he goes, listen, you Irishman, listen, Irish, listen, real clear. Learn some manners and never do that to, never do that to my daughter again. You're just an actor. That's all you are. Listen, you Irish. He just kept calling him Irish. It was just the best. That, and if, if, and if, Mickey if, Rourke says something like, Evans, if you could do that to me, you owe me forever. Let's go eat. And it was just the best. I love it. And I can't wait. I mean, that's, that's mere hors d'oeuvre to David Feeney's autobiography about making it in show business. Go ahead. I can't wait to hear it. I don't know. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I, I um, hope I. I hope I get a shout out in it. Uh, I think you have. A, I think you have. A, if you look in the index, you'll be in it. I think okay, probably okay. Uh, under under uh, uh, under uh, the name of the game, comma that's the. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen kids, no, noise, no, noise, comma cutting out the the stuff like that. Second, I like this uh, subject. Second marriage. Keep going now. What are the? What do you want to talk about? I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about now. Uh, well, we can talk about the fact We're free-forming. that free-forming. We're free-forming. Speaking of books, though, because it's like that, what Henley and Busey would have done if Henley would have uh, taken the offer. Keep that. We're, we're just free-forming it here. Well, speaking of, God, I want to ask. I want to talk to Gary in a second. But speaking of Godfather, there's always that great scene, and you can tell me. I love. Uh, when uh, Santino dies, then he has that scene with Corleone. But I love later when Pacino is talking to Corleone, to uh, uh, Brando, in the backyard. And there's those, first of all, there's stills of them shooting that scene. 
and you see Pacino with just cue cards on his belly. Because hmm. Brando, Brando can't, and his cue cards that Brando couldn't remember anything. But uh, um, what I like is that when Corleone says, uh, you know, I wanted this, this is going to be Santino, to run the family is going to be Santino's job. I didn't want this for you. Fredo, well, like he can't, he, he doesn't want to speak ill of Fredo. Fredo was never going to run the family because Fredo was a moron. Is that what it's like with, 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 when you have more than one child? You, you favor <laughs> kids? Like you favor them? <laughs> For sure, yes. It doesn't really. Okay, can can give me right now? Can you rank your your one and four, one through four seeds out of the East? Yeah, let me. Okay, I'll I'll go four up to one, so it has uh, some suspense to it for the big build. You know, I want I want the two finalists to you know for have their moment. I better Um, not see this on end zone. (laughs) Look how look how great Damashek's lit. By the way, I'm going to bail you out of this. Look how great he's lit. What did I tell you? It, yeah. but it looks like you are a PI, like, and those are the, the the sun through the blind. Oh, speaking of PI, Gary, did any of those passwords work? Forget for you were talking about books and not talking about PI. Jacuzzi Pete's book. Have any of the passwords worked yet? Not yet. I'm still trying ah, different damn it. stuff. You know, we didn't cover that last week. No, we didn't. We were uh, we had Dan here and we got sidetracked, but I'm still trying them. Dan, the uh, intern. Where is he, by the way? Where is Dan? I'm not sure. Did well, no one did call? Him? Did him no know? one call him? You know, I, I sent an email, but I didn't get any word back. Where was Donovan last week? Uh, I don't know. I just He hit me up and just said he wasn't going to be there. He didn't really tell me is where he, he was. Is he here this week? Donovan, where are you? Look, Look at that face. Is. Look at that point. Yeah, I had to it take is. a week off after his big hit single about David Phoenix. <laughs> I know. Uh, everyone, everyone's talking about that song, Donovan. And again, kudos to you and welcome back to the show. Where were you last week, asshole? I I had a gig. I, I was working. I I had to I have to set my table too, and I was out of town. I was in Nashville. Don't use my words in my. You were Nashville. You, you were singing. <laughs> you, you you had a paying gig. You were on you were on stage somewhere. No, I, I was I was working a show for a car company. What? What does yeah. that mean? Nissan's out there, so I was working a show with Nissan. Nissan hired you to sing for them. No, like I wasn't singing. Show? They just they just needed my technical expertise. Doing what? Uh, just uh, recording and 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 he's a sound show. guy, Fiend. Yeah, needed a hand to get through an air vent. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but wait a minute, why? Uh, uh, but wait a minute, why? But <laughs> we they flew him across the country. For that. We we don't we don't have a human hand. <laughs> in three time zones. All right, fly him out. A CEO uh, dropped us at a car keys through an air vent. He needs him. He needs him yesterday. <laughs> Who do we call? Only one man. Only one man, quote unquote, can get these. <laughs> that man is Donovan. Uh, yes. So you were there. So you didn't. You didn't here, here's what I don't like. Okay. I, I don't like a couple things. I don't like when we have the production meetings and Donovan's not there. Because Donovan, damn it, you would know if you showed up for these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he keeps the trains moving. Sure. He keeps it going. Now, you don't have a stopwatch, but you're always diplomatic about it. But you're, you're cool, but you're forceful. So mm-hmm. when that doesn't happen, I love Gary. Gary, they're off the rails when Gary's running them. Fine. <laughs> but two, you didn't tell us that you were doing. You didn't tell us that you didn't tell us in advance that you were not going to be there last week. I know. I, I I did tell you guys last minute, and I feel awful about that. And, you're, you're, uh, you're working for Nissan. <laughs> now this Dan the intern, Dan the intern, who's made quite an impression on Mister Feeney. So sure, what am I telling you? Um, I like Moxie. Right, right. Um, Gumption, Miss McGill. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, no, he, he, he was very nice. He did some work for us, that kind of thing. He's not there this week. But wasn't it your job, Donovan, to call him? It was. <laughs> and? <laughs> and what happened? 
I may have lost his number. See, this, yeah, is this, like. is, this isn't harmony. That what we wanted was uh, was harmony. harmony here. Yeah, that's I, he, was I to, he was supposed to take some of the weight off your shoulders. Yeah, and you, Doc Gary, as well. He's there to help us. And yeah, yet you don't want to use him for those things. You want to keep him off, keep him on. You think he's going to take your gig? There's yeah, there's a little bit of that, of course. I mean, yeah, he's he's here to he's here to help me. But it, it feels that he's trying to replace me. What, what are we do? You know what? I, I, this is on us. The buck stops with us, David Feeney. How we so? put a guy, because we want a guy to make harmony. He named a band after himself, even though it has other grown men in it. He named it after himself. <laughs> this is the guy in charge of, of bringing us all together as a show. I think we aired there. I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, but I will say that. Yeah, I think not- he's hanging out with Blaster Girl. Okay. Oh, Donna. That, that got Gary. That got Gary. <laughs> hey, Donovan, uh, but I will say that even though I'm upset at Donovan a little bit for missing last week, I did get his, uh, I did get your thing in the mail. I got your uh, more moving card. Did you get one of these damage shot, Gary? You got one? <laughs> I didn't get any notification hmm. in the mail. Mine's, oh, stop it. Mine's on the fridge at home. That's the, that's the <laughs> card. I see, but you turn it around. Look at that. It says we're moving. Yeah. Boxes and everything. Look at you guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I took an issue with good new, good food, good music, good time. Shh. <laughs> yeah. What, what, are the, what, are those, what do those mean, Donovan? Can you please explain to me what a shh mean? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a limited <laughs> invite. It's, a, it, it's kind of exclusive, so I don't want people talking about it, like especially on a podcast. But, <laughs> but I, blocked out your, I blocked out the address, Bobby, so you don't have to worry about that. Thank Damn, you. you got one, yes? No, I mean, I must be, I, I've heard there's some issues with the Postal Service right now. Maybe mm-hmm. it's delayed uh, a little bit. Uh, but I'm assuming that this, could I, could I, use, no, are you having a party soon? Are you having a housewarming party? Could I use this as the invitation? Of course, that's what it is. What a handsome, co- this is the invitation to the housewarming party. It's so great. Yeah. It's so fun. Damashek, I'm so sorry you're not invited, I guess. Oh, I, Gary, I pray that you and I can go to this thing and Damashek is not invited. Oh, it'll be, that'd be a blast. I love this. And I, ho- and I really want Corolla to be behind it. <laughs> what is, I don't understand, Donovan. What did I do? You we had a great time at uh, at the wedding last year. Oh, oh, come Oops. on! <laughs> really? You, you, you could come too, Shaq. I don't. I don't like your. <laughs> you can be my pity. You can be my plus one, baby. I can park cars out front. You're gonna hand me a red coat. <laughs> Tell me to dance. I'm assuming it's some sort of uh, October party, Halloween themed. Uh, you'll be as the bumblebee again. Yeah, it was a huge hit, so I'll do it, it again. Decent. All right, so fine. All right, good. Maybe so no, week. Dan, the intern. All right, maybe next maybe. week you can you can dress as someone who shows up uh, two weeks in a row. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's got to be <laughs> somebody's got to be in charge going forward of contacting us. I don't know uh, where Blaster Girl is. I don't know where Dan is. Somebody's got to you know take the bull by the horns. What happened? To, what happened to Doubleton? Where's du, Where's Dufresne? Getting a lot of questions yeah. about those people. We appreciate, by the way, everybody who checks us out on YouTube. If you aren't aware, Dave's of Thunder, you can subscribe, watch the whole show, watch the magic. You know, watch. It's electric, uh, it's electric this week. I'll just say that it's electric this week. There's no question about it. Back to uh, the uh, back to the death conversations. Oh, what is what? Uh, what do you think are the worst deaths you've ever seen in cinema? The worst deaths I've seen in yeah. cinema. Oh, oh god! Like we we... Just, let's do it two ways, actually. Oh, I know, oh, I know. The most like. impactful one, like the biggest ones in history, would be. I think Sonny getting he, shot. He has the question, but he has the answers as well. Don't worry, Sonny we, on we, the causeway. The, the three of us can mute ourselves, I guess, guys. Sonny on the causeway would be on there. Nah, 
and Vader getting thrown down the tube. Nah, don't. I don't care. Or no, about that I don't care. Vader throwing Emperor down the tube, and then those aren't Luke, hard to watch, though. I'm not talking about painful to watch. I'm talking about the most iconic ones. Oh, and iconic. I, that's not what you said. Because there's the still most, time. Most, I can. I can still say. I can still save you. You already have. Yeah, he sounds, sounds nothing nothing like James Earl Jones at all. This guy, <laughs> they, they, like they got some they got some British guy also to be Anakin. Uh, will I you love, be at my deathbed? Uh, I, I I I would hope to see. I would hope that me holding your hand. I am the last eyes you see. I yeah. I that that's my fervent wish too. Uh, <laughs> me 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 choking the life out of you. Yeah, I want the I want the last I want the last thing to be. Uh, as you, as you, as your flame extinguishes, uh, you watching me make out with Beth. <laughs> and then you say like, I want to ruin your life. And then I can say to you, you already have, you already have Feeny. You already <laughs> have. Go ahead. Uh, I would say the worst Star Wars death is I, I always, hate, always hated this growing up and I hate it today. Uh, there's two Star Wars deaths that bother me the most. It's when, uh, in, in, in Return of the Jedi or Return, as you call it. Uh, when the Ewoks, when the Ewoks are running through, are running through trees, and that little Ewok loses his mama, which is which makes no which sense. makes no which makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Very sad. And the other one that shakes, I can't shakes his mama too. He's like mama, mama. No, wasn't that a note from anybody at Lucasfilm? Hey George, maybe we don't show the maybe we don't show the baby Ewok loses mom. No, it stays in. It stays in. Like 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 I can't imagine why that was in that movie. It, it just added, added nothing to it. Except it made poor little Dave Feeney very upset. Untrue. It added a little emotional gravity, but it's still taken the chickens route by Lucas and whoever else, because as we know, um, Harrison Ford suggested kill Solo. You want to you want to make this movie a little heavier? Yeah, he was supposed that to die. He was supposed think to die. about that. Think about how much better. And also think about. Nah. I don't think Harrison Ford's regarded as a great actor, is he? I don't know what he's. I, I don't know he's considered a. a he could be. He, he at times he's a wonderful actor. Yeah, an great action movie. hero, great movie star, great movie star. But did he? I mean, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't know every line that's ever been improved in <laughs> in showbiz history, but. He had two of the greatest improvs ever, taking the gun out and shooting the guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was his idea. He did that in the moment. Well, I guess he couldn't have done it in the moment. But anyway, he pitched that. It was supposed to be something different. He, because he had dysentery. You know that story. There's, there's, actually, there's actually footage of him fighting that guy. Oh, really? But then he, was so, he had dysentery. He had such bad, because of all the water out there, he drank bad water out there. He was so sick, he didn't have energy. Because why don't I just shoot him? And they're like, yeah, do it. <laughs> That's something. That's great. I didn't know that. And then in Empire uh, Strikes Back, or as you call it, back um, the uh, callback, Donovan. When he goes into um, when they're lowering him into the thing, and Princess Leia says, "I love you." He improvised. I know, which is yeah, because it wasn't it wasn't monster. feeling right. It's just one of the, it's just really one of the great things. By, but the other death in Star Wars is um, in the first Star Wars or Episode Four, whatever you want to call it, is that when Luke goes and sees uh, Uncle Owen and Amparu. They're dead. He comes back, and what does he, he comes back at his land speeder? What does he see? He sees charred D2, remains. He sees D two. He sees uh, Obi Wan, and he sees C three PO in front of the Jawas uh, uh, vehicle, sure. and C three PO is burning Jawas. 
He's got his arm. He's got arm full of Jawas, and he's putting them on. He's putting them on a bonfire. Just loading them up one after the other, <laughs> dumping them onto a bonfire of Jawas. And the other side of that is that earlier, he C three PO has a comment about Jawas. He goes, "Terrible creatures, or disgusting creatures, what a gross, whatever." He says something about them calling them bad creatures. And then later, you know, when he was burning those poor things, you know, he was kind of happy about it, right? <laughs> he was kind of like, "Yeah." Oh, but, oh, this is what a tra- oh, what a tragedy! Up, oh, we can we put a couple more on the fire. That would lead them. Home, and then he jumps into the land speeder and he runs home. And too yeah, late but, for yeah, and then but then he comes and back. Peru. Then he comes back and he sees all of the, he sees all the charred Jawas and C three PO with a smile on his on his robot <laughs> face, burning burning up Jawa. Now Baru is um, is is uh, Anakin's um, mother's sister. Is that right or not? I don't know what the relationship is. I know that they. He could have been. I don't, I don't even know if they're really uncle and aunt. I know that because Portman, Portman leaves them with him, right? I'm just thinking about them. the tragedy. Well, then, of course, that's also what's implied in the uh, in the first one, the terrible episode one. It's implied Ugh. that Anakin finds his mother in a tent with the sand people and where she's been chained down for the last month. And it's implied, at least, that uh, yeah. they've had their way with her over and well, over. And these are family movies. What and think? over what again. Thinking? Something happened, something happened with Lucas after he made he made Howard the Duck and it was all downhill from there. Baru and Anakin's mother, if they are in fact siblings, that's got to be the worst combo of separated deaths, um, you know, for siblings in movie history. Oh, what? you know what? Oh, worst movie deaths for siblings. I just watched it the other night again. What am I thinking of? It's the last scene or the second. It's the penultimate scene. It's Pesci and his brother. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're watching that the other day in casino within the last six seven days. That would be. What, how, is that, that how you kill time during the day? What a life you lead! Just you're just having screenings, just Scorsese screenings. <laughs> what's what's next week? That's what's what's, what's next week? What are you that, That's when that one's been on the David Lean in October. No Country for Old Men's been on a ton. That's casino. on the casino. Casino. Um, well, we've been over some of those, but I think. That transcends movies. Everybody talks about having your head crunched in a vice and dying that way, as Pesci does to the one guy in Casino. I think that that might be the single worst death. I would the the lead, that would be the most unappealing way to die. I could think of is your what, it, your head in the vice. No, the way oh, Pacino. Watch, watch, hey, oh, yeah. watch this. Look at your brother. We're gonna. We're gonna beat him to death, literally. Yeah, We're gonna yeah, beat yeah. him to death in the Frankie, new- Frankie, Frankie, Dude, he's still Frankie. He's still breathing. He's still breathing. He's still breathing. Frankie, you son of a bitch! They take his clothes off and they dump him in a hole like he's got, he's garbage. Got a mouth, mouth full of dirt. And then, and then, now it's your turn. Now it's your. It's so basically what every evil, what every bad guy in every movie in the last thirty years has has threatened to do. I'm going to kill your wife and your children in front of you. Then I'm going to kill you. They do that all the time and it never happens. But in Casino, it did happen. Kills his brother. They beat him with a bat and otherwise. <laughs> they beat him. And then, now, now it's your turn. And then not he a, has to take that beating. Oh, not thrown like in a hole. How your mother took a bat to you years and years and years ago. That was you? a wiffle ball bat, yeah. but How yeah. are they doing, by the way, your folks? Uh, they're big fans of the show. They're, see how I, I don't. It doesn't have to be all business, Donovan. Do you see it can be personal too? How are yeah. they doing? All right, they're doing all right. 
They are doing well. Thank you for asking. How's he, how's he doing? How's he doing? On the, on the face, he's at the la- he went to the doctor uh, four days or so ago and got a good um, got a good report from that. They, they they're now trying to avoid having to do surgery. He messed up uh. as we talked about. Really busted his face, but good and broke ribs and everything else. But they're now leaning towards not the doing ribs. the ribs. No kidding. Also the ribs. Yeah. Oh, he ain't. Uh, uh, he ain't a twenty-four-year-old either. It's so uh, quite grueling. Poor no, mom too. He's he's an older guy, but I always admired about your father, other than the fact that he loves you so much. He loves sports, though. That he still wears the, his seventies necklace. Like <laughs> like you never thought I could like, like I never saw a doctor wear a necklace like that, unless it was like in the you know with the in General Hospital in the seventies. But I, yeah. I like the fact that he always that he angel he, hair thin. You know, he, he, a, I mean, you could barely you could barely see it, but it, it's there. <laughs> Uh, I once asked your mom, I said, what was it about Lee? And she said, the necklace. Necklace was like number two. I said, what was number one? She said. <laughs> money, honey. Right. That's she it. Said, she said the scoots. She said the scoots. She said money makes the mayor go. And I get it. Um, How are your parents? Uh, How's parents, everybody back parents, in uh, New England? My parents are fine. My parents are fine. They're, they're not going to come out anytime soon. They, we've, no. I mean, we've talked about my sister lives in New Hampshire, and so she's able to drive out. They all got tested. She's able to drive out there for my mother's birthday. My father's birthday was last week. Uh, and so all that is all that was great. Uh, what stinks is that they're not going to come out here every time. So especially, like, in order for them to come out here, they got to get tested. They got to drive to Boston so they can fly here direct. Uh, it's one good thing about, although this changed now, this is very recent. It's like one good thing about Jennifer's parents, they have to go. They live in Richmond, Virginia. They got to go to, like, the Reagans. They got to go to D.C., then they mm-hmm. got to fly out here, or they have to take a connecting flight if they don't want to go direct. Uh, but now they're opening up Richmond to Los Angeles flight, which means her mom's going to come out here a lot more, which is puzzle tough to you. It's great for you. It's great. And she, uh, um, but I think that'll be, I think she's going to come out for a long time. She'll come out for a couple months, whatever. It's like if your folks come out here, if your folks come out here, let's say they got to stay out of here for months, they're not going to come out here after all that travel and everything for two weeks. That's it. They're going to come out I'd here like- for months. I, but I think that they would still be too um, frightened by everything to do it. But I was just talking about that month of December. I just mm. want to, I, I just want to get them a place, uh, get them a one month place and just let them hang or whenever it is, January, November, stay, whatever. Stay, we have a, we have a room. They can stay with me. Is that right? Absolutely. Very generous. Where's your, where, where's your mother-in-law going to stay here? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, that's if the mother-in-law doesn't come out. If the mother-in-law comes out, then that changes things. Although we have, we can, she can sleep in the office. We, we have plenty of room, plenty of room. It's, and, we're, I, and we're building a guest house in the back. That is, that, uh, I, I have a chip on my shoulder still because I grew up hearing, uh, my hometown of Pittsburgh, PA as the punchline and jokes. For the most part, that's gone away. Now Cleveland has taken on that, uh, that ugly mantle of like, they're the, they're the joke. Um, and, uh, why? They but, have a basketball team. Why would Providence? If we have a we have a five time Stanley Cup champion. How is your old man doing with the with Cam Newton? Is he doing uh, all right? Is he excited about it? Is he like it? Is he feel- it? And so much so that they're eating like the, like the game was on at uh, eight o'clock, obviously on Sunday against your Seattle Seahawks. Um, but they were uh, what do you call it? Uh, I was like, what are you guys doing for dinner? Oh no, we're gonna eat, we're gonna have snacks in front of the game we're gonna, in front of the TV. Like they're watching, they're eating, and they have the trait they're eating in front of the game to watch them. And uh, my father was like, was really he was impressed by Newt. He had four hundred yards. Like I'm all, all, all the time. I mean, I don't want to. Are we stepping on end zone? No, indeed, no, indeed, all clear. Gary, I think everyone's good. Has he repeated any bits tonight? I I haven't heard anything. Uh, Anything egregious. 
Donovan, you listen to and you listen to uh, to End Zone all the time, right? Yeah. And is he repeating any bits? He's not repeating any bits, but I did see a Sheck snitch complain about his Twitter profile picture, which he switched from Days of Thunder to the Minus Three Show. What? Why did you do that? If, if, if you stand still, you die. You just got to keep on moving. That's what I don't I'm know what to... that. I don't know what that means. You don't want to keep, you don't want, you don't want to keep moving with me. I, I want to. I want. There's nothing I, I want more. But continue with that. Yeah. So what? So I put a little. Uh, it's a neat logo. See, it's a little uh, black and white little Hold old, on, old school football man. It's kind of weird how for, we come third for days minus three extra. But where's good sports? Oh. Oh. Wait a minute. Where, where's but where, why are we last? It's the oldest show of the three. That's old news. I hope everybody's fully on board and subscribed <laughs> and everything else. But you know what? Let's keep on building, you know? Let's days not just of, leave. Oh, I see daysofthunder.com. That's okay. All right. All right, fine. I don't like this. Donovan, I mean, Gary, can you do me a favor, please? Let's hit him where it hurts. Can we hear some Coach Knight? They talk in a negative way when they want to about Donald, and, and they talk about, uh, you know, he, he isn't uh, presidential. I don't know what the hell that means. You don't know how much that hurts, in fact, because as we speak, you're actually missing your Celtics, I think, right? Are they playing right now? No, the Lakers are playing. Oh, the Celtics, Lakers are Celtics playing. Play so. Celtics play tomorrow. Um, I am, I, you know, this is a convenient filler for me because Donald Trump is currently in the 412. I don't care for that in Pittsburgh, PA, giving a speech to a rowdy crowd. It almost certainly signals a Steelers loss on Sunday. You're not going to give him money this time, are you? Or are you still? I don't know. I'm on the fence. I don't know. I just want to see how the last few weeks play out before I make my final, final decision. I don't want another sign. Like last time in 16, Damashek had a Jill Stein uh, sign on the front lawn. (laughs) And I'm just telling you, that was not not right. Although every other time, who do you vote for every time you talk? Oh, no, you write in Captain Lou Albano. Every time you win an election, right? <laughs> and you do Mr. Fuji? I have to do, I, I do Coco Beware. Coco Ware. Yeah, Coco Ware is one of the forgotten Coco legends. Be- Coco Beware, but of course, the best wrestler of all time. We don't have to get into it now, Jake the Snake Roberts, because he had the most, def- the most, most destructive um, finishing move in, in wrestling history. Well, the, I mean. The DDT, I- and he also had the snake, and he put it on. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. I just never know how to feel about that. I don't know if I love it or if I despise it, but I respect it one way or the other, that he would, it wasn't enough to win. He had to, he had to vanquish the foe, but then humiliate him. He would put a snake on the guy. Yeah, he would put a snake on him. Unconscious. Then, uh, the guy yeah. was unconscious. That's not to be in to be what is a glorified underpants in front of fifteen thousand people. Never mind the audience at home. He's he's unconscious in that uh, in the in this prone, uh, humiliating position. Then he gets a snake dumped on him on top of it. You talk about deaths that have really really bothered me uh, watching them in wrestling. Remember uh, Jake Roberts' snake was called. Remember his name? Uh I, I should not. I do know it's not Luther. It's something kind of biblical, right? Damien. 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 I knew it was something. Like uh, one time, people had had enough. So uh, reptiles. So Gorilla Monsoon, who was the who was the commissioner, banned reptiles from the ring. That was a big deal. <laughs> Jake Roberts went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> not then, all. Not all creatures. <laughs> banned all reptiles. Not, not, no. Not. It wasn't like. <laughs> A blanket statement. If you're not human, if you're another animal of the planet Earth or beyond, 
You're not welcome, but just reptiles. Okay. Uh, but my favorite thing was that, but he had brought one to the ring anyway, and he fought, I think, Vader. And Jake the Snake Roberts uh, lost to Vader. Vader knocked him out with a Vader bomb. Roberts out cold. What does Vader do? He takes Damien the Snake in the bag. He puts him under the turnstiles, and he gets up, and he Vader bombs the snake, killing the snake. And, <laughs> he did. And I remember them going to, like, cutting the shots of the audience, the kids crying, like, you know who that was, because the, the snake was dead. And you know who was crying? David Feeney at home. David Feeney in middle school or high school, whenever it was. I wasn't with, I was, for high school, I wasn't dating. I know that. I was watching wrestling on a Friday night, and poor Damien the snake, dead. <laughs> Got smushed. Dead. Roadkill. Dusty Rhodes and that kill. was it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Write that uh, down. Dusty Rhodes kill. I don't know. Listen, he's trying. Uh, he's trying, Donovan. That's right. You take your hacks. That's the. <laughs> that's what's important. You know what? One. So what? You get out. Uh, you got to take your shots, right? Chris Isn't that Long. what Gretzky are, told us? You know, I'm 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 in a good I'm in a good mood now. You've made me happy because you're so great. Uh, uh, plug your shows for crying out loud. Why we're done? No, no. I'm talking to Donovan. Oh, uh, check out. Water, the water cooler. Uh, it's available wherever podcasts are found. <laughs> That's it. Wait a minute. What happened? So has, has Damashek been on, been on drink water again? No, not yet. We'd love to have him back on, though. Is this true that when you were in Nashville, you were doing drink water on the road? No, I didn't do one on the road. You didn't do one on the road? You didn't no. do one from the plane? It's too busy. I remember Damashek used to do his old show on the plane. I gave him that idea. So why don't you start recording shows on the plane when you're coming back from games? Ah, who's going to listen to that? You can't hear it. And that ended up being a staple on the thing. I want to do a show on the road. I don't care where it is. Anywhere w- within the L.A. city limits. I'll even go beyond. But I, it's enough already. We've, been, we've kept ourselves uh, more than six feet away for way too long. Let's, let's the four of us get together. You want to we'll come? You want to come and do it in the backyard? Sure, I would absolutely do that. If you these fellows are down, can you drive? You can drive at night, right, Damashek? Still? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> a, I'm actually asking. Is that you can still drive? Yeah, I can. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about that. Oh, let me call. Well, let me call my uh, my doctor, make it confirm. But yeah, I think he'll give me the thumbs up on His that. His neck is know. so red. Thought about His neck is. I just, noticed. Yeah, just crimson. <laughs> neck is so red. Just rosy red because he's empty. Um, also light as a feather I wouldn't want to be in um, in Moonraker do you remember in Moonraker when the woman she runs away from uh, what's his name in that movie Drax I thought you Donovan I thought you gave this this panel 15 minutes on the breakdown he's still on the debts yeah he's he's going rogue now we we (laughs) a lot of time one of the worst debts it would be in the top five for sure I think is for real deaths, what I wouldn't want to suffer is the lady, um, for whatever reason, she crosses Drax, the bad guy, mm. and she runs out of his mansion into the woods, and he, and he tells the two Dobermans to go get her, and the right. two Dobermans chase her down, and they kill her. Yeah, I think getting eaten terrible, to death terrible. by dogs would be the worst. You know, did you ever see that HBO documentary about the Iceman? Uh, no. Oh, it's the... He's, it the, is, he's the murderer, the murderer? Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. He's no, a serial I have, I, I, have not, I have not seen that one. He, he is so spooky and creepy. He's a real guy, <clears throat> of course, documentary. He was a serial killer, and I don't know how he then lines up with the mob, but they're like, hey, you're good at killing. You should do it for us, for hire. Right. And he would take, he tells, he said, what, his favorite way to kill people, so this was obviously multiple foes, 
he and these were mob hits, I believe. Make him listen to end zone. Out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Look at that. You got a double whammy there. Donovan early and Gary oh. finished it late. Put me on the board, fellas. Um, the uh, the the Ice Man. He used to like to take these people out to a cave on the outskirts, and he would put. It sounds like something, but I don't know where there are caves near New York City. But anyway, he would take them to a cave. And he would shackle them down to the ground, to the dirt floor. And then he would just leave them there. And he would set up a video camera, although they don't have the video to show or a film to show it. But he would record it, apparently. And he and, and rats would eat these people oh, to death. No, over. No, a, no, no, I, I mean, there is there a worse death you can think of than that? I think getting slowly eaten to death by rats would be number one for me. That would be... Oh, I can't even. I can't even think of that. I can't. I can't even think of that. I, 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 this is blowing my mind. This happened in real life. Yes, wasn't a, and apparently more than once. No, more than once. Oh my God! I mean, as someone who is, and I've told this story before, as someone who's been bitten, who's been attacked by a Doberman pincher back when I was a kid. You uh, were? Doberman, yeah, Doberman bit me up and down uh, my right leg and my ass. You're kidding me? Yeah, and I've now. I know I've told this story before, but uh, um, that was scary. So I can't imagine what it was like to, to be eaten by one. It's just, just frightening and frightening and frightening. That's did it, it and, hurt? That, and that happened in real life? Yeah, of course it hurt. I, I mean, well, how many bite. bites did it take of you? It was two bites of me, but one big one right on my, uh, right in the tuck, right in the tuck. It was bad. Is that right? And you have a scar? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a scar there still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. Terrific. I can't believe you've forgotten this story. I know I've told this story before on this show. I don't, well, okay. Listen, I've oh got a lot God. of, I got a lot of shows to promote specifically extra points and minus three, <laughs> wherever you find your favorite podcast, you'll find these as well. And are you, are you on gauge on those as well? I don't even know what that means. He, 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 hates, the, he, he hates the grass talk. He hates when I talk tree with him. Would you rather uh, die like that? Or would you rather be like, um, are you doing, me? would you rather, what is this? What is this? <laughs> what is this water cooler? Would you rather, <laughs> would you rather die like that? Or like the guy that Ed Norton kills in American history X? When he has him bite it, the curb. He, he curb stomps her. Yeah, he curb stomp him would be pretty bad. Uh, nothing is worse than getting bitten by rats. I can't, I can't imagine anything being. I agree, like, but that, rats. I would not, I mean, you know, like bite the, put your, put your teeth on the curb. Imagine yeah. that. Like, I don't, why am I, why, why would I do it? Why well, I don't want to do that. Like, well, you got to do it. Ah, curb stomp. stomps you. Yeah. <laughs> back of the head. Oddly enough, we uh, to bring it full circle in that in that show, Glenmar and DDS, where I wrote that line from Mel Brooks. I had a line because Kevin Nealon played lead character Glenn Martin. I had I had him. It was one line I had. I had him missing his back molar because he got curb stomped back in '89 or something like that. <laughs> I thought it was a great. Yeah, I got, I got those got curb stomped out. Mel like Brooks to to uh, to Mel Gibson. You mm. know, I forgot. You know who was in the movie theater when I saw The Matrix? I was there with Sheila. We saw a Friday matinee the day it came out. He, he always uh, brings that name up. You see, Donovan? Well, I just wanted to let you know. Oh, yeah, long, uh, to show you how long ago it was. Oh, and That must be, it? what is that, like 22 years ago now? I'm going like to quote Judd Hirsch in Independence Day. There's love still there, I think. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great relationship. He, he and Goldblum. What it's ridiculous. All you need, all you need. I mean, it's 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 setback. Uh, it's so it's, offensive it's, to the Jews. Of course it is. <laughs> because all you need is love. You know who said that? John Lennon shot in the back of the head. Very sad. Like that's that's <laughs> it. And then Goblum saves the universe. He saves yeah. the planet. He's coming back with Stogie in his mouth. 
And what does Judd Hirsch's father? What? This is healthy. Is what he says about the cigar in his mouth. <laughs> He, he uploads <laughs> a computer virus yeah. to the alien and they, mothership. I mean, that's the that's how they end the movie. But you know what? I said it to you before. That movie is camp and ridiculous and awful, and doesn't pretend to be anything else. Steven Spielberg's movie uh, about the the attack from Mars is is way more ridiculous. Yeah, it, War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds is pretty. Is War of the Worlds. The I second think, it, I think it's rubbish. I think it's rubbish. The way it the way it resolves itself is like, yeah, as it turns out, the aliens never had a chance because because uh, uh, their blood type couldn't make it in our atmosphere. Like, what the hell? Mo- what what a movie is? What, what did we just sit through? What was the point of this whole thing? I like, haven't just, seen that. Like, in I forever. don't know how do we how do, how do the humans end up vanquishing these these aliens who are are on the cusp of of ending life? Like, ah. Just say the just say the air is no good. And like, yeah, let's say, <laughs> let's wrap. You know, it's uh, that sounds ridiculous. But as ridiculous as giving them a computer virus, I mean, he gives the, he uploads the virus, and these aliens who have force fields and and spaceships, they got spaceships. They don't they don't know what the hell to do. There's that long <laughs> shot of them being completely confused by it's like laughing at him. And and remember how he comes up with the idea of the virus again? It's it's the father. It's Judd Hirsch, fresh off taxi. Judd Hirsch is saying. Uh, David, uh, David, get off the floor. Yeah, you're going to catch a cold. He's like, oh. And he goes, what did, what, did you do? what did you do to the spaceship, Jeff Lubin? I gave him a cold. <laughs> Almost <laughs> as offensive as Watto, the, uh, the shyster on Tatooine in yes. episode one. That yes. blue thing that flies is just plainly, he's blue, but otherwise he just couldn't be a more offensive Jewish stereotype. Ah, I make you a deal. I make you yeah. a deal. I mean, like, what? He just wants He's got money. a big nose and everything. What the hell are we it's, doing? It's terrible. And again, no one can say to George Lucas, maybe, maybe, buddy. You know, we get we let we let you kill the Mama Ewok back in '83, but can you maybe not do the the offensive stereotype thing? Outrageous, really. It's, it's pretty, pretty bad. Do we have any uh, any material? I got to eat. Oh, I'm yeah. starved. Do we have any That's stuff fun. we got to get to, Gary? We uh, we do have a voicemail and a song. If you guys would like either of those. Uh, by the way, we had this song to play last week, Donovan, and we didn't out of respect for you. Thank you. Because we wanted the fact that we wanted you to kind of ride the wave of, of, uh, of praise from your first, from your last song. I appreciate that. And yeah, a lot of people have been, have been uh, complimenting on it. So thank you. Dealer's choice, Feeney, whichever you want. Let's hear, let's hear, uh, let's hear the email then we'll end with the song. All right, uh, let's the uh, the voicemail rather I think is what you voicemail. I'm what you sorry, mean? Please. No problem. Yeah. This one comes from uh, Dave Bloomquist. Hi, Dave, Dave, Gary, and Little Donovan. It's too expensive to call from Hong Kong, so here's a voicemail recording I have for you. Love the show. Love the show. Cheers, Dave. Hey, Dave and Dave, Neho from Hong Kong. That's right. Forget about Australia. That's just a short swim from Guam. It's practically America. Hong Kong, that is the other side of the world. Now, I've been listening to Sheck for about eight years, so I have all his bits burned into my skull. Honeycrisp apples, stuffing all year round, spacey police sketch movie redundancy, late great Jerry Orbach, and of course, <laughs> asshole Santa in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, it's almost Christmas, So when something everybody. original comes up, I feel I have to set the record straight. 
for when he definitely is going to reuse it on extra points or minus three, a.k.a. fake DDFP. So let's get to it. Oompa Loompas would destroy the Ewoks. Weapons? The Ewoks have a rock tied to a stick. Oompa Loompas have a shrink ray. They just turn them ant size and kill the whole tribe with a dictionary. And if that doesn't work, give them the Thanksgiving gum and blow them up like a tick and just pop them with a needle. No mere pile of logs or snare traps are going to beat soda that sends you into space. Now to put the bow on this... Eight years time served and a few Twitter DMs will always keep me loyal to the Czech Republic. But Feenster, you're just a downright pleasure to listen to. So screw the Steelers. I'm out, boys. Oh, I had to take a shot at uh, America's dynasty. but Screw the Steelers. America's dynasty. The Patriots? (laughs) Screw the Steelers is right. The Patriots are America's dynasty. No, no, they're the most and they're hated America's dynasty. America's team, America's dynasty, it's the greatest. Yankees or Patriots of the 21st century have got to be the two most hated sports dynasties um, in the last half century. The most uh, successful city of all time. Go ahead. Did I? Um, I, I forgot to tell you, Feeney, when I talk about all these people. Well, 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 oh, I told you. But how was that? How that voicemail was great. It was awesome. I was loved amazing. it. You're a and fan in Hong Kong. That's great. Wow. I love it. And I want to say, Gary, give out the number again. I feel like the the BTLs and monkeys. I don't mind calling it out when it when it needs to be called out. You know what? I'll I'll be uh, I'll be the bad parent. Mm. Not enough voicemails. I don't I don't I don't like. It. I, I think we've we, we've seen a severe decline in in um, in uh, voicemails. No, no, by the way, on... that, that's not actually true. It's decline in usable voicemails. The voicemails are still coming in very strong. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the fact that they're usable is, is, is a thing. Yeah. Uh, that, well, we'd like to hear more. Go, go ahead, buddy. Go I'm ahead, sorry, sorry. Sure. That voicemail number is 812-682-0044. As always, you can email us, davesofthunderpodcast at gmail.com. And as was alluded to earlier, watch the show, youtube.com slash davesofthunder. It's very entertaining on YouTube. Very entertaining. But I was going to say, the, the Friday matinee, Jerry Seinfeld saw The Matrix uh, at the ah. same time. He went in there alone, and as soon as it oh. ended, uh, he just got up and just to make sure that nobody stopped him, he just got up and made for the door right quick. I saw him at the – it was at the Beverly Center, up at the top, the very top floor there. Sure, that weird I, remember, little I remember that. I remember old that. Old movie theater that they used to have there, yeah. But I also oh, heard from well, – can, can I say, he went out the, the door everybody else said he went out the, fi- the fire the – fire No, room. he went out the back. I don't even know if that place had a fire, you know, the traditional way out. But, um, yeah, Seinfeld was there. But speaking of, um, of past ladies in my life, I got a DM – or it was uh, Twitter. I looked at it, and I forget what the – whatever i was talking about somebody said you went to the prom with my mother so i dm this character and i said wait a second what and 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 he wrote oh my god i can't believe you wrote back big fan hold on the son of a woman you went to prom with you remember this i thought you went to and i'm i'm actually being i thought you went with your sister No, no, I'm being serious. Didn't, didn't you tell the story about going with Deb? No, that was you, weirdo, who went with your mom to the uh, dance party thing. No. I didn't I, go to my proms. I told you I didn't go to my proms. No, I went in my junior year with a girl who, as we've discussed, ended the night making out with a different fella. Not that I thought that. Uh, That's uh, right. Was that her? That wasn't no, her. No, no. 
Then this, then in my senior year, I went with this lovely woman and, you know, here we are 11 years later. And now her son's hitting me up like, Oh, big fan. I listened to the show. So, uh, have you now talked to the mother? You should call the mother or text the mother and find out what's going on. No, she's I mean, based in Pittsburgh, PA. And uh, well, apparently she there. was able to move on. She was able to move on. She, she, uh, created a, you know, another generation. If he's listening, how did that prom night end? If you know what I mean with her. Oh, I mean, how do you think it ended for 17-year-old uh, Dave Damashek? Good night. Good night. Okay. Good night. So that's it? You didn't, you know, nothing, nothing at all? You didn't make out? No, it was no, a, no kissy no. night? No kissy kissy? No, no. It was a victory that there wasn't no, any kissy kissy. You, you didn't get a Pittsburgh handshake, as it were? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. no I Al- consider- Al- Al- a two-step? No, she didn't. She didn't make out with any fellas, which I considered a victory for me at that point. After uh, after how the proceeding, um, I think what we need to do, Donovan, you tell me. You know, I'm not talking to Donovan. Gary, you tell me. Why don't we get this woman on the phone and you guys have a second date? Ah, Andre, let's get this old broad on the thing on the on the telly. And is that what it's called, Donovan Telly? Mm -hmm. We get her on here, and you guys, you guys, you guys, finally, you end the night. I mean, you can't obviously. You're so far apart. You end the night the way you wanted to. I like it this. Was some, with some nice, sweet things to say. I like this chance. a lot. But to harken back to the I, I, Old I, Testament, yeah. how about we have her son come on as well, and he can be the waiter. Gary. I like Gary's idea a lot. I love this a lot. I, I, are you damaging? Thinking about this woman, is your like stomach churning a little bit? Are you nervous about seeing her again? <laughs> you always talk about the one who got Very away much. from high yeah. school. Was she the one you're talking about, the one who got away? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't talk to any woman, including either of my prom dates. But how did you get her to so, be your date? How'd you get her to be your date then? Talk uh, me through. Talk me through asking her out. I'm curious. I I, I sincerely do not remember. I the find sequence that hard. To, of, I find I, that hard to believe. I really don't remember the sequence of events. I really had no relationship with any girl outside of my sister, who I would drive to school every day, and her friends. And uh, on the way to school. And that was pretty much the extent of communication I had with high school girls when I was a high schooler myself. Except you asked her to prom. So how did, I, that, how did that happen? I don't know. I don't know how that could have. You were, I, obviously, you, you were the class cut up. No one funnier. Like, did she just, she just liked your jokes? Well, kind of well, well, Gary just rolled his eyes at that. <laughs> Gary just uh, rolled his eyes at that. I did happen to be known to be a card in high school. Do you? Uh, you roll your, how dare you, Gary? Um, did I mean, did, can I, my question is like, did you make a move that night? No, definitely what, what, what was the new, what was the move you made? Can I, what was the move you made? I'm telling you, it was dropping her off at her home would have been my move. I would, I would not be capable. But you wanted, of you wanted it. You, you wanted I would it. Not, I wouldn't know how to do that. We can, uh, you know what? That's for another time to consider how the steps required. To, I, I, there, it would never, that would be a million miles away from being able to figure out how to how to do something like that. Can but I ask you know, one last one last question? I'm going to kiss you right now. One last question about the prom. This Can is I what ask? she saw. This is what she saw. <laughs> round about three forty-five in the morning. <laughs> Asking her, can you keep a secret? <laughs> can you keep a secret. Uh, here's my question, and this is the last question I'll ask you about it. Was there was there a condom in the wallet? Do you go condom shopping? <laughs> I like the I like the idea of your old man with the, the doctor <laughs> with, with, with the necklace. You guys going to the pharmacy, and he's like, "David, I gotta take it. You want? We should get it. You gotta be. You gotta. You know. You gotta. 
You gotta wear gotta wear galoshes in the rain if you know what I mean. I like <laughs> with his with his standard three buttons undone. I like him draping his arms over both of my shoulders and just look at me in the eyes like your mom and I are proud of you. But uh, <laughs> hey, can I have a can I have a talk with uh, with our guy here before he heads? I want you to be safe tonight, Dan. Here, there's a little something to slide. <laughs> I like your I father. I'm one of two, one, I like your father just taking the box of condoms and walking out the door, and they say, "Dr. Damage, you didn't pay for this." He goes, "Charge it." <laughs> or, or your father says, "Or your father says, just try to collect. Just try to collect." In your old man's pharmacy. I just like your father. Rip, your father rip, Your father ripping off my dad. Your, your then, father ripping off my father is a great, I, great thing. And and and, uh, and he's your old man's on the phone. He's about to call uh, uh, BPD, and then he said, "Wait a minute, is that the, are you a Red Sox guy?" Right. And then and then four and a half hours later, they're they're up to nineteen forty six and Ted Williams. Career. I was watching the Pitt Panthers football game. I saw you on the sidelines. I think that's pretty good as well, <laughs> Doctor Damashek. Your bill? Uh, it's a tin roof. What do you mean? It's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> Let, here, here uh, should we wrap it up here? Do we have more business? We have any more business, Gary? We still do have that song. If we want to clean that up, the uh, the song that came to us that we held off until uh, Donovan came back from. Uh, I'd like to know. I'd like to. I'd like Gary to just articulate if he could in fifteen seconds or less. Why the eye roll? Well, <laughs> well, you were you were funny in high school, right, Dave Damashek? Like, oh, eye roll. Of course, I mean, who would have considered that? Go ahead, explain yourself. Um, or the last hour explained it enough. <laughs> <laughs> Look how happy he is with himself. Uh, I want to make I what I really want is like damage Donovan and Gary, and I want Danny to do this as well. I want us to start coming up with closing lines for damage at this prom, and I want to get this woman on the phone, and I want damage to try out these lines, and I want her to tell us whether or not that would have worked. And then my here's my last question: I wonder if this fan of yours on Twitter. Uh, how do I put this nicely? Has Damashek's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when we started doing this. Oh, you're virile. We know you're virile. When we said, <laughs> when we said whatever it was, two plus years ago, let's, you know what? It's time. Let's do it again. But we made a commitment to each the other fans, and to ourselves. The fans wanted it, right. We settle, we settle all hash. That's right. Or what's the point? We got to settle sure. all hash. I, I loved it. You know who, what else? We should get that girl on too from my junior prom and have her explain herself and her actions. And if she has any regrets and if she'd like to issue an apology and oh, I'd like God. the girl who you saw singing in San Francisco, oh. I'd like her to do a duet apologizing to you with Donovan. That, that would make me, if she remembered who I was, that would be a great <laughs> thing. Uh, I think we can look her up. Uh, old Tim, I tell you, old, my old friend Tim, who listens to the show, and uh, his favorite is Donovan now. By the way, go for I, I, hey, go all figure. Right. Thanks, he, te- Tim. he texted me saying that he's looked up this chick and he he knows where she is. Oh, terrific, oh. Don. Well, uh, shout out to Tim because uh, I know he's feeling happy right now. Pit Panthers ranked after vanquishing the Cuse. Uh, Thanks, that's right. Thanks, that's Tim. right. That's right. That's right. Um, all right. Well, you know what? We've had enough. That's, that's it. Let's, I don't care. You're not in charge. You're not in charge anyway. I, you're the one who declares it's over with. I'm I, eat. I, I can smell my dinner. My dinner's cooking away. I I'm it. pulling so for I'm, you next week, Sheck. It's a fifth of whiskey. What are you talking about? Wh- rooting for pulling me next him, pulling week. him for what? For the date. <laughs> 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 Not to get him. Not to get a removing card. 
<laughs> you won't get one of those in the mail. We're moving. Donovan, I like that. Good times, good food, good music. Yeah. <laughs> well, not for Dan the intern, because I guess he didn't uh, get a call, but for Donovan and for Gary the eye roller. I mean, what an eye roll. That's disrespectful. You can't control your head enough to, to, to stop your head from eyes from rolling into the back of your head. Beanie, the BTLs, the monkeys, like I said earlier. Drop us a line, why don't you? We got the Reddit page. Watch us on YouTube. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and uh, comment on it on iTunes or Spotify. Or you know what's even better idea? How about both? Um, Thanks to Hong Kong for the shout out. Thanks to Pittsburgh, PA, for the shout-out. We'll be back with more Who and Applesauce for you next week. Until then, for David Feeney and the rest of the fellas, thanks so much, podcasters. Been a thin slice of heaven. Very thin, eye roller. All right. The T-shirt makes it up. Okay.